All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Positive Friday rolls on. Big game tonight. Everybody's fired up for it. Uh, Toronto, Florida. And then, of course, Edmonton and Vegas tonight. The, uh, the double dip in Canada on a Friday night. Oh, man, you're a hockey fan. This is just, like, ideal for you. You get out early. You come to OTR, Jasper Ave, 118th. You have some dinner, maybe a few drinks, a little appetizer as you uh, watch the Leafs game. Maybe don't pay that close attention to it. And then you get yourself ready for the, the big game, Oilers and Vegas, a pivotal game five. Now, remember, the uh, Edmonton Oilers lost game five last year against the uh, L.A. Kings and then won game six and seven. Uh, this then they beat Calgary in Game Five, won Game Five against LA. So hey, odds will tell you the winner of Game Five has a much better chance of winning the series. But as Edmonton proved last year, it doesn't mean it. Just like Florida proved it uh, earlier this season. Hey, they were down three to one, came back one three straight. So anything can happen in the playoffs, baby. We will uh, see what goes on. Tonight, uh, I'm Jason Greger. He's Connor Halley. The Greger Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, if you're uh, putting a few uh, shekels on it, as I said earlier, here's our big, here's our insider tip. We did a lot of data research on this, okay? Lots of research, really in-depth. Some of you just like trends. Well, the Edmonton Orders results have been exactly what the Dallas Stars do. So, uh... Every game, Dallas won, lost game one, won game two, lost game three, won game four, five, six, in the first round, the orders did the exact same. Second round, Dallas loses game one and three, wins two and four, and guess what? So did the orders. And Dallas won game five last night. So order fans, there you go. Like, what more research do you need? Right? Like, that. that's pretty much the onus on how to be a successful gambler and a better. Clearly. Obviously, I'm being a little facetious, but 
Hey, you never know. If you uh, some people just you know you look for trends. Hey, his mother was a mother. Father was a mother. Everybody knows how successful that was for Kramer. So dare to dream. Uh, Jason Strudwick joins us. Strudwick, I'm sure you've got a lot of deep dive tips on when you place a few shekels down. Yeah, you know what? I gotta get into gambling. I just I don't do it. I don't know. Maybe I'm lazy. No, I don't do it very much. Either. I gotta get involved. A little Any bit. now and then, I I'll, like the idea. I'll text my buddy uh, Sean. Yeah, because he has an account and everything sure. at PlayAlberta.ca, and I was just yeah. like, "Hey," uh, and so he makes a bet for me, yeah. and then usually I end up transferring money because I didn't win. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I do love? I love knowing what the odds are. Like I like that. Like, yeah, I like that. Up, like who are the odds to win the Consumite? Like I, in my mind, I kind of put an order. Then I like to see what the odds makers are saying. Like I, I find it really because they they obviously have their finger right on the pulse of what's going on. Not suggesting I don't, but they, you know, they kind of have a different view or whatever. Like I, I often use that to look, but I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know why I should get. If you want to play craps, I'll get out there and throw the bones with you. Yeah, I remember you taught me how to play craps once. I like it. Well, we both lost, so obviously. No, no, we actually did uh, well. Like I remember we oh, played okay, there for right. hours. You're like, because usually, you know, I'm like, man, I'm really, because I don't like. I'm not a huge gambler. Stuff every now and then, I like to have fun with it. But usually, I play blackjack. And you're like, no, we got to play craps. I'm like, I don't know how to play. So we're just standing there, yeah. and I just—it was like a very social game. That's you're sitting relaxed. there, and you're, you're like, "I'm doing nothing, and I'm winning because the other person's on a hot streak rolling." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, it's kind of fun." Very team oriented. Yeah, I just, even I though you don't know the people on your team, it's no. like you have new teammates all the time. But you're there for long enough, and I can't stand it when a guy like I always put on the pass bar. I can't when guys are betting against the table, like that just pisses me off because they're they're going against everyone. There could be 15 people at the table. They're the 15th person who's going against. So they're the, the table. heel. They're asking. They're asking, Yeah, that's right. They're they're looking for. They want the table to lose, but they're, that's the right. But it doesn't mean it's also my right to be pissed off at it. Bad mojo at the table. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like it. Okay, now the next ten names out. Strutty, pick these ones. Gre- yeah, I did pick it. I, Greg's. I've never seen smaller font. What is that? A two? I can barely read it. Oh no, that's like a ten. I don't know. It's that's just the tiniest. It, yeah. Well, you know what? But I take it out on an Excel spreadsheet. So small. Right? Print it out, and then I cut the names out. I don't want like yeah. massive big things. I'm just saving paper. It's, it's dim lighting in can, here. Can you read the names? Yeah. Well, who do See? you want me to start with? Yeah. Well, do, do you want to? Oh, do you want to read can, the names? Well, okay. I can, okay. Well, just read. Ahead. No, no. Just read from top to bottom. Start okay. there. Ryan Devin. Yes. Okay. By the way, you hear your name? Yeah. You're out. You're out. So sorry, Ryan. Nothing personal. Jeff Vogan, Lisa Monroe, Todd Chaffrey, and Jackie Lynn. Chaffee, there's no R. Oh, Chaffee. Yeah, sorry. Well, it's a, it's a four, font is too small. Uh, Jackie Lynn Heismans. Who's Mans? Heismans, I'm guessing. Uh, no. Heismans. Oh, What's we're happening? You the Heisman. You What's happening, Jackie Lynn? <laughs> uh, Ken Hansen, Marius Prisbala. God, I should have let you read that one. Uh, Roberto Bruni, Darren Snyder, and Craig Hamstra. All right. Thanks for playing. Hammer. You're out. Guess what? That's 30 names. If you haven't heard yours, your odds have, uh, hey, they've improved significantly. That's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. So you had a 1 in 100 chance. Now you got a 1 in 70 chance. That's pretty good. Keep improving. Pretty good run. That's all you want. Um, Edmonton Orders, they want to keep improving. Um, so I know you didn't mind playing both sides, but there are challenges at times. So you have Nicholas Haig, who's not in – he plays left defense. I was looking. I yeah. talked to guys in Vegas. He played lefty most of the year. Yeah. Now, he has played right defense before, but not a ton. He's going to play the right side. You've got Kane. You've got Costin. You've got Fogel. The Edmonton Orders have have pounded White Cloud and Petrangelo more than any defenseman on uh, on Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, they're they're the right defenseman yeah. going up against the left wingers. So now you got a guy who's a left shot playing right. You can't like watch the dumpings tonight. They're going to be all over Hag, are they not? Not not because they're worried like, oh, this guy's a shrinking violet, he can't handle it. But yeah. now he's going to be under pressure, and now he's got to try to pick up pucks on his backhand more than his forehand. 
that's the biggest thing is you, you find yourself a lot of times on your back end with pucks. And that, that makes it really tough. Um, you know, so let's, let's talk about the pros first. The pros, I think taking, accepting rushes is easier because now you're coming down and your, your stick is on the outside. And usually it's a left, it's a, a left-handed shot come down on you and your stick's on the outside. I found it easier to poke rather than having to poke across your body. I found it easier to poke than to try to go, Guy was trying to go to the middle. You just grab his chest and throw him up against the wall, obviously within the framework of the rules or a very gray area of it. So that I didn't mind. Uh, you know, the good thing is if you pick the puck up in your corner as a, as a left shot defend playing on the right side, you're now coming around the net. If you're able to gather around the net, you're on your forehand, which is a positive thing as well. Now you're coming around, you're on your forehand. Uh, the, the, the bad part is that when you go back, you are getting on your backhand, and if you are forced to turn back up the wall, you're now – you know, if you can't snap it right around to your forehand because there's pressure behind you, you have to throw a backhand pass to the center or up the wall. And generally speaking, there's not many people who are as strong on their fore- backhand as there are on their forehand. So those are the challenges that are there for them. Uh, you know, he's he's a big guy. I'm not sure he's, he's you know, he, he'll probably be – like I, I – I was similar to Hagen that we're both big guys, and I didn't ever mind getting pounded. I, I mean, I didn't love it, but the thing is, if I could hold that puck, I could kind of dish it off, and it could come. You know, I could take the hit and make the play. Whereas a smaller guy, you know, you're getting you're getting rubbed pretty hard, right? I, I, I didn't mind. So I, if I were Hague, I'd even sometimes hold the puck, hold the puck, take the hit, and then dump the puck off, right? Because you can. Hague is bigger than I believe all those wingers you talked about. Yeah, he's definitely bigger at six six. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Kane hits hard. Tossin yeah. hits hard. Um, you know, Fogel's decent uh, size hitter. But I just I look at Petrangelo, who's pretty big himself. He is, yeah. And he was clearly rattled by the contact. Sure. Oh, clearly sure. rattled by it. So, and, and you're Edmonton. I think you. Plus, it's Hag. So I think they're going to want to go after him. Yeah. Um, you know, you throw in Bed Hunt. Now he's on the left side. But the other area is the penalty kill. And so now they're going to ask a lefty strutty to play the right side on the penalty kill. So if you're attacking that guy, like you talk stick position, how different is it? I actually preferred being a left shot D on the right side. Okay. I found my stick work was easier, uh, even though my stick was on the outside. So let's picture, if you're a left D man in front, your stick is not used in your right hand, so your stick is more in the middle of the ice. I actually liked having it the other way because I found that if I were to get a guy in the run, I could maybe poke the puck, uh, just poke it off his stick, and he didn't expect me to have my stick on that side because he was looking for a right shot defenseman. So I, I actually kind of liked it on that side. Then also, if I were able to get pucks, I found more often than not I was on my forehand to hammer it out. So, you know, maybe I just remembered it uh, in a positive way, but there's also some some tough times on the offside. So for for a few, you have to keep in mind when you're. Going against a D-man who's a, a left shot on the right side, his stick is now outside. It's on his outside hand, so that means it's hard for him to get that puck into the middle. So I think for forwards, it's easier to get into the to um, get body position on the middle because they can't kind of lock you up and, and push you out. But it's it's going to be, you know, the, the penalty kill is, you know, the big thing for Haig, he takes up a lot of space, and he, and he, he takes away space because he's so long. And I think that is something you really want to keep in mind if you're if you're uh, the Oilers power play, but the Oilers power play is all about moving that puck quickly. It's about you know getting it and moving it quick. So I think for Haig, it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to change it much because the Oilers are all about moving and passing the puck a ton. I look at um, the Oilers side, and I broke down every game. It's coming out on my GDB on Oilers Nation. I went through every game, and I went the matchup specifically against Stone's line and Eichel's line. 
because that's where Brett Kulak's going to play now, right? He's going to be in a top four situation. Sure. And it, it's funny, it, it varied from game to game, right? Like it wasn't, and that's where I think like some people get so caught up in matchups, they always think, oh, it's the best D, they're always out there. It's not always, majority of the time. But did you know the, in game four, Ekholm and Bouchard played two and a half fewer minutes than Kulak and DeHarnay against Vegas's top two lines. Really? Yeah. Now the nurse and Cece played the most. Yeah. Then it was DeHarnay and Kulak. Mm-hmm. Then it was Ekholm and Bouchard. But in game two, yeah. when they lost, uh, or sorry, in game three, when they lost big time, they had uh, um, Ekholm and Bouchard out there lots. So like they've changed it up depending, I think, on the flow of the game, different matchups. Home ice played something into it. Mm-hmm. And so obviously they were comfortable. Plus, Edmonton was leading, for sure. That that plays a factor. Um, but the uh, the other game where they were leading, Brett Kulak himself actually played the most minutes. It was Kulak first, Nurse second, Ekholm third. Three lefties played the most minutes against those other two because Kulak and Nurse played two minutes together. And so tonight, when I look at the matchup, they're going to play CC and Kulak, which makes sense to me, right? No this they, they did this in L.A. last year. Yeah. Kulak played very well. The difference was last year you had Barry and Russell. As your third pair. Yeah. Broberg dressed that game. They went 11-7. and seven. He played a total of three minutes. So he's basically, I, don't, I honestly don't have to include him. But their third pair was Barry and Russell. Everybody remembers Barry scored the huge goal. Tonight you have two rookies. You're Dave Manson. You've shown faith in your players all the time. You start with them. But I think we're going to see like a veteran. You know, you're going to see some shifts. DeHarnay coming out of whatever, power play, whatever. He's with a veteran. Broberg's next shift with his a veteran. They're going to still play. But they might not play together all the time. As the game goes on, it'll be less and less likely the two of them go out for a shift, right? You're not going to throw out Broberg and Darren A. Sorry, uh, you're not. You're not going to send them out there and have them, uh, you know, last minute of the second period. These two guys out there together. You're 100 percent right, Grace. Kulak has played with Darren A. Kulak's played with Broberg. They're going to mix those guys up. They're all going to play different guys. I bet you Ekholm gets out there with Darren A. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Kulak and uh, maybe even, um, oh, sorry. Broberg and CC at some point, they're going to protect those guys. And, and not because they're not good players, but just that you want to make sure you're insulating them. There is no way they're going to get, I'd be, or I shouldn't say no way, it'll be, I'll be blown away if they get D-zone starts. Because if those two guys hop off over the bench, guess who's coming out? Eichel, right away. Not even hesitating. I don't care if Eichel just got off the ice. I'm sending him right back out there against those guys. And that's, that's how tight, because that's, you know, that's how thin the uh, the difference be, can be between winning and losing. So I think that we we start to see them as it goes, and then I'd, I'd be surprised, Grace, if they play five, six minutes together, five on five. I'd be I'd be surprised by that. Now, they're both going to get, well, not both. Darren will get some penalty kill for sure. I, it's unlikely Broberg gets any specialty teams. Uh, but they'll get out there and they'll, 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 they'll mix in with the other guys. But tonight, I fully expect heavy minutes for the top four. I think both those guys, and again, this is assuming it's a tight game, both those guys are going to be, all four of them would be over 24, 20, I bet you 24, 25 minutes. They're going to be way up there, nice and high. So get ready. And Kulak can handle because he skates so well. Ekholm's done it before. And the other two guys have done it. They'll figure it out. Jason Greger, Jason Stroud with you. And I'm the sports leader, TSN 12. Six, we've got a lot of text flying in. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, trust me. We all know what Struddy said earlier. That'll be... <laughs> I looked at the text line, and I just started laughing. Oh, like, well, did oh you see God. me? I had my head down to the I table. I don't know why you were laughing. Like, what's this guy laughing about? Then I looked down, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Um, 
Hey, Struddy, I hate the guys that bet the table. Craft's by far the funnest game at casino. Years ago, I hit a hot streak and I paid for my trip to Vegas. And next one, got oh. kisses from two different ladies who won a lot from Collingwood Rob. Well, there you go. It's, it's a great creates creates friendships. Oh, it does it does? It's a lot of fun. If you're having a good, if you're in it with a good group and the table's rolling, it's a lot of fun. Hey, Greg's loved having your wrestling guest. Uh, one year, my mom surprised me and my buddies with tickets to wrestling. She forgot to buy herself one, had a scramble, and sit two sections over. It was best. Me and my buds, twelve years old at a wrestling event alone. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been educational. Oh God, I still remember. Honestly, like the, I don't remember the first Oilers game I went to. Yeah. But I remember the first live wrestling event yeah. I went to. My dad took me. It was at the old gardens. And I just remember being like, like, people were crazy. Like, I remember sitting there like, you know, now I'm, I don't know if they were grandmas. Yeah. Like, might have been 40. Remember when you're like 8 or 10? 40 seems like it's yeah. a fossil. And, like, the ladies were screaming and spitting on the wrestlers. I was, and, like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is real. Like, this is crazy. Like, I still remember it exactly where I was sitting. It was nuts. Yeah. No, I went to one, too, with my buddy TJ Woodward. We went. That was a, it was uh same thing wrestling with Maka Singh and all oh, the guys. Oh god, the toilet bowl, Gamma Singh. Yeah. Oh. We were all there and I, I remember thinking the same thing. What is going on? People were just hammered. Oh. Swearing. I'm like we were probably around the same age. I couldn't believe it. Oh. I could not believe it. Like I was Duke hearing. Myers and the Carrie Brown. Oh man. It was crazy. That's so <laughs> That was an eye opener. Cuban Assassin say. was my fave. Yeah, Cuban Assassin. Uh, oh, 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 you pull it out of his green yeah. baggy pants, yeah, and Ed Whalen's losing his mind. What that guy's doing now. Oh, he's, he's hiding it in his hair. Oh, Cuban God, that's so good. He was awesome. Uh, quick break. Uh, we'll return to Empton Sports Theater, TSN 1260. Low Tides next. We've got uh, Strud's on and more. It's a Friday rolling through Empton Sports Theater, TSN 1260. How are you? It's going to be an extra special positive Friday. For someone, as they are going to win a $14,000 trip oh. for two for two weeks to Croatia and Italy. Venice, Italy, you're down on the Adriatic coast on a, on a big cruise ship, then you're staying on a, a cliffside hotel for a few nights, wine and breakfast. Oh, my goodness, it's going to be unreal. Paul Amido, carry your bags. Is that also in the... In the... Well, you know what, maybe, you know, I'll tell him you recommended that. Just say, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Strati said Paul's going to be your, your mule. The little touches, right? The little touches make a difference. Yeah, yeah well, you know what? Why not? Like, yeah. throw a few suitcases on, yeah. do a few lunges. Yeah. Why not? He'll tell you about the orders power play on the way up the hill. You might. Carrying the bags. Mm-hmm. So, the, the next, t- remember, this is a reverse draw. Last name in wins it all. So, if you hear your name, thanks for donating. We have uh, Ryan Winnick, Neil Rule, Andrew uh, Guidash, Dale Sinclair, Ryan Devon, Shane Hutton. Dan Seguin, Trevor Zilm, Justin, what is that? Uh, Justin Kalen, and the uh, 10th name is Joanne Erickson. Ah, oh, Joanne. So, thank you very much. We're down to 60 names left. We do uh, 10 about every 20 minutes. Now, let's uh, talk a little uh, more hockey on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. As we get to our uh, big guest of the day, he uh, paid for us to say that. Brought to you by the Hockey Super League, a premier hockey solution with a clear path for long-term development. Offering borderless hockey, including cross-province competition. Go to HockeySuperLeague.ca for more information. Al Mitchell, co-host of the Low Tide and uh, JMO Show. Uh, joins us, or as uh, Connor puts it in our uh, script, uh, the Low Time. Uh, <laughs> interesting name. I didn't know you were changing the name. Low Time. Uh, what's happening? 
Well, I, I'm taking the empties uh, to the bottle depot, so it is kind of low time, got to say. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Al, you know, that's a pretty big, you got a pretty big truck, I'm guessing, uh, as, a, as I know you, you have to pound back a few more to get you through the stress of the playoff game, so uh, that's always well, nice. Well, the one ton is loaded up with the first load. I got to go back and get about another three quarter after that. So yeah, it's been a it's been a busy two weeks. Busy guy, busy guy. So it's it's my idea that the top four D are going to play a ton. I would have them all north of twenty three minutes, and then they'll fishtail the other guys in there as much as possible. Uh, is that is that something something that uh, Dave Manson might do? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. We might see, I heard uh, Gregor saying at the top of the show that, that you know, we, we might see some shuffling, and I think that's fair. I think that you might see Kulak uh, with DeHarnay or uh, Ekholm with Broberg uh, and maybe, you know, double shifting a little bit. It'll depend a lot on... Uh, It'll depend a lot on the score. I think the first 10 minutes are going to be key. I do think there will be some penalties. And uh, I, I, one question I have, and I, you know, you're, you're a defenseman, Stratty. I'm going to throw it at you. Who suffers more, Edmonton for losing Nurse or Vegas for losing Petrangelo? I, my gut feeling was Petrangelo. I think that he just yeah. he's played so many minutes, um, touches all parts of their game. Not that Darnell doesn't, but I, I think that he just, yeah. So I'm going to go with him. The the, the, the the prompt thing that gives me pause is I think that Darnell is a true leader on this back end, and his physicality yeah. and the way he plays has been big. But I, I'm going to go Petrangelo. I'd be interested to know what, what is your answer. I, I agree. I think that the, the one advantage that the Oilers have, the, the, you know, and, and look, I think Nurse is a very fine defenseman, but he is a really, really uh, 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 very fast defenseman, great foot speed, and he has great endurance. He can play a lot. But, you know, Ekholm has those things, too, and Kulak is an excellent skater. That's one of his really high-end skills that he has. So they're very fortunate to have three truly excellent veteran skaters uh, and and Broberg's an excellent skater too but it's just that he's not experienced I, I think that the orders can and that shows depth I think the orders can cover better uh, partly because once again as Gregor said they've got three left you know they've got the left sticks on the left side the right sticks on the right side and I think five of six Vegas defensemen are left-handed going into tonight yeah, definitely. I think that's the that's probably the one advantage Edmonton has, no question. Um, you know, I, I wonder if, if Vegas plays a little bit of five D potentially. Although Bruce Casty, historically, if you look, who regardless of who plays, because uh, they had both Theodore and McNabb out. I went back and looked at the minutes. Ben Hutton played almost fifteen minutes uh, that game with those two guys out. So you know, he's not afraid to do it. What's been interesting in the series is looking at the allocation of minutes played against each team's top guys. And, you know, Brett Kulak, this isn't a stretch at all. He's played as many minutes as CeCe and Bouchard, 29, against Eichel and Stone, those two lines. So, you know, it hasn't, and really those individual players. So that won't be a a real big increase for him. Whereas Haig, being on the third pair with White Cloud, they they've actually they played more minutes five on five than the other pairs, but it was against normally the order's third and fourth lines. Now he's yeah. going to have to see McDavid or Drysaddle because he's with Martinez, and that to me is going to be the interesting one here. He's a huge body, six foot six. He's massive, but he's playing his offside, and I'm just going to watch where McDavid and Drysaddle specifically, and to see how they attack him in the defensive zone when he's on his offside. Yeah. 
I think that's all fair. And, and the, you know, I'm also, I, I think Vegas might be a little more banged up on the defensive side than Ed, but everybody's got a little bit of injury now. But they, the, you know, Jay Woodcroft said at the beginning of the series that they, you know, we're going to invest in the body checks we're investing in the, in the, in the series. And I think that's kind of coming home to roost here, roost here by game five. And, and I wonder, like, the minutes played is something to watch because uh, th- this is a war of attrition. We know that. It always is in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, and Ve- I'm not saying Vegas is coming apart at the seams, but the last, say, five periods or so, I think that the, the, the winners are starting to really wear them down. And those heavy hits from, you know, Evander Kane, you know, my God, his hits are just absolutely devastating. And I think that, that he's having, even if he doesn't score a goal in this series, uh, I, I think he's having an impact because he just absolutely wears down the defenseman. And, uh, you know, Woodcroft said right at the beginning that was going to happen, then it has. And I think we're going to see some of the fruits of that labor here tonight on the Vegas defense. They, if they're even a, a, a split second behind McDavid or whomever, McLeod even, they're, they're going to be in trouble. To, uh, with these two gentlemen out, uh, the top two D of each team, how much of an uptick do you see in goals against because of that? Like, let's say, let's assume with them in, it's zero. Do you go plus two, plus three, minus one, minus two? What do you, what do you see happening? Well, I think that's a great question. I, you, I think you're better able to answer that. I'll say a goal. Like I think, I think probably a goal on each side, and then maybe, uh, if it was going to be a three-two game, probably going to be a five-four game or 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 six-four. I do think we're going to have a high-scoring game here, partly because I don't think Aiden Hill is going to be able to stop enough pucks to keep Edmonton, you know, on the low side of three or four goals. And then, uh, you know, if the others, you know, their penalty. Hill's been doing better, uh, but there's some skilled guys. Stone, if he gets in there for a couple of goals, or Eichel uh, gets unlocked, March so starting to score. I think 5-3, 6-3, somewhere in there. You could hit 10 goals tonight. I guess that would be an increase. Al Mitchell joins them to Sports Hitter TSN 1260. The difference in these games have been so massive, right? Vegas dominating one and three, Edmonton dominating two and four. Like not not just winning, but they they've really haven't been close. Like I know game one looked close because Leon Drysaddle kept it close himself, but really that game wasn't that close when you when you look at everything involved. Edmonton, the one thing they've done though in every game is score first and had really good yeah. starts. Right. Yeah. Um, twice though, they kind of just, oh, we scored game easy. And then boom, Vegas came right back within a minute. And that happened three times in those two games. But I just look at Edmonton starts, Alan. They've been more physical and I feel they're quicker. And I just, yeah. I think if Edmonton, like if both teams decide to play their game, I think Edmonton has an advantage. What about you? I agree, and I think Edmonton can win more ways than, than Vegas can. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the great foot speed of, of Vegas, but I think I think Edmonton's faster. I think some of the key players for Vegas are like I love Stone as a player, but he's not a burner, and and so you know he he can score. He knows where to go to score. He's a smart, smart player, fantastic hands, but but there are limitations there, and I. For me, I think Edmonton, uh, in one of these games, uh, maybe tonight, I think that they're going to, they are going to blow out early. Um, 
the Vegas Golden Knights, but it's going to be at five on five. There's a there's still a discrepancy despite Game Four in terms of five on five goals, and I think the Oilers are are better than they've shown, uh, and and I think. McDavid and Drysaddle probably are, are going to impact that side of it, and maybe it's tonight. I, I think there's a, some five-on-five opportunities that have kind of been left on the, the, the table. Even the, even the secondary scoring from the third and fourth line are really low compared to the regular season or most, most of the regular season. I think the Oilers have more offensively to give. I don't know that Vegas does because, um, you know, the, the – Eichel has gotten unlocked a little bit, as has Marsha. So I guess Riley Smith, but they seem to be all clocking in uh, in this series, and it still is it's not enough for them to, to get a lead so far. Uh, we're 2-2 after four. I think Edmonton has a higher ceiling offensively. I, I can't wait to see how this shakes out tonight because neither team and has played a, a, a two good games in a row. And Connor McDavid said right after the last game, like, it's you know, we need to play two good games in a row. What do the Oilers have to do to have two good games in a row tonight? Well, the first ten minutes of every game in this series has been vital, and and it's like it's not even that you can't make mistakes because McLeod took a penalty right away in game one. But the 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 coverage has to be really strong, and the Oilers, uh, the, the one area where Vegas does very well is cycling and passing in the offensive zone. And I think the Oilers um, need to, to clog up areas to be really aware of of uh, backdoor plays and quick passes that are very short and spring players through the neutral zone uh part of that i think is getting used to to uh the team you're playing edmonton went from from uh, la to vegas and they're just a different kind of a team but spatially aware and and that's why i think ekholm will be key tonight i think he's going to play a hell of a lot and, and kulak too because they are they're both really good at being aware of, of where everybody is on the ice and having their head on a swivel, and Vegas gets behind you. They're a really sneaky team, and they're they're they, they're not they're not burners necessarily, but they dart and they're quick and they've got great hands, and they they can isolate. And the owners can't go chasing, and they have to be aware of where everyone is on the ice. I think they will be. I think they're settled into the series now. Al, uh, before we let you go, uh, your favorite wrestling memory. Oh, well, that's easy. I, I when I was a kid, I used to watch Stampede Wrestling all the time with Ed Whalen, and and uh, the guy I hated the most was a guy named Tor Kamada, and he had foreign objects, and and Ed Whalen would get so upset and riled up, and sometimes he'd bring a chair in, and my favorite moment is. When I was a kid, I hated him. As an adult, I realized that he's the guy I cared most about, and I actually looked him up to find where he was. He owned about five restaurants in in Calgary. Uh, he was better than his, with his money than Struddy has been, and and so he was he was a famous guy, and I I hated him. But then, as an adult, I realized in wrestling, the guys you hate are the guys you care most about as you get older, which is weird but true. You know, I'm disappointed you didn't say the 1896 Summer Olympics in Athens, Greece. I thought you and Jamo, you guys had tickets to that one to see the Greco-Roman. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't use that one. I, I, I deserve that for my Roman Wick tweet to you. So uh, <laughs> even we're finished the week even. <laughs> we're, 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 we're tied. We're like the Giants and the Eagles. We're zero and zero. We're tied. <laughs> Have a good weekend, big guy. All right, you guys. Have a great one. Bye bye. <laughs> It's uh, Alan Mitchell, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Low Tide. 
Uh, we've got a lot of wrestling uh, texts. We'll get to those. Uh, more on the Oilers. Positive Friday. Some more names coming out of the uh, drop-in on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We are live at On the Rocks, Jasper Ave, 118th, and it's going to be rocking in here tonight for Game 5. Uh, $4 beers starts at 730. Uh, Molson Canadian, of course. Get them at On the Rocks, Jasper Ave, 118th. 3.50 as we continue on. Positive Friday. How are you, Gregor? Struggling. Connor Halley, with you. Got a few more names out of the drop-in. If you hear your name, thanks so much for the donation. Help support MS. If you don't hear your name or you haven't heard it, you're still in. In his own. Ten more names out. All right. Dean Perry. Faye Tunky. Tunke? Tunky. Greg Disomi. Laura Frey. Rayal Ouellette. James Geisen, Shane Simpson, Sienna Almer, David Ritz, and Lisa Bangs. Pardon? What did you say? <laughs> yes, uh, that's the greatest name we've ever had. I'm not even making that. Like I remember, because I go through all the names that I read, I'm printed out. I was like, oh my goodness, this is awesome, Lisa. She's got to have a great sense of humor. Are you kidding me? Hi, pleased to meet you, I'm Lisa Bangs. Pardon? <laughs> Wow. Just on the name alone. Oh, 100%. Should have been victorious. Like, she's winning all the time. It's an unbelievable icebreaker. (laughs) Hi, pleased to meet you, Lisa. Thanks. Hello? (laughs) Hey, don't, not so fast, okay? Let me buy you a drink first. What if she married into that? Like, what if her husband's name's like... Oh, Chris, yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God. Well, I do know, you know, and and some women don't change names, but I do know some that are like, yeah, I'm not taking your name. And that's a fair point. Like, some women, I know they're just like, I'm not taking that last name. I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, like my wife, her her, her main name was Johnson, and then she takes Strudwick, and she's like, you know, Johnson's pretty easy. Strudwick's a little tougher. A little bit, but yeah. It like, it's not terrible. No, it's not a huge drop-off, but I I did get it. I might. We have to track down Lisa. Is that your maiden name, Lisa? Yeah. Married name. We are. Married into it? It's classic. Lisa Banks. Yeah. Awesome. So, Lisa, thanks for the donation and the laugh. And uh, unfortunately, you're out. But uh, keep banging the drum, and maybe you'll get in next time. Could have lots of jokes all day long oh, on that. But we'll just move themselves. along. We'll move along. Let's get to... Struds on, brought to you by GS Construction. Hey, they're constru- they are banging away all the time, working hard to ensure that all the underground stuff that we don't see keeps functioning, keep the city going. GS Construction. The Jason Greger Show presents Struds on dancing back in my prime like i'm mixing up i'm dancing on the dance floor you hear michael jackson you know play a little beat it i'm sliding all over there i'm looking like uh could be on solid gold boone jenner like nolan ryan i grabbed uh, who did he grab was it boone jenner just came up business not boone jenner well, robin ventura robin ventura yeah, boone jenner i don't think yeah, boone jenner is playing for the blue jackets <laughs> not the white Sox. but he was that good <laughs> <laughs> speaking do we lose ray She's spe- I've never heard him speechless. Speechless. What? Oh. Speechless. Speechless. <laughs> the Willie Nylander Award nominees. Three pretty good ones this week, boys. This might be our best uh, threesome we've ever had. It's time for Struds On. Hey! 
open season. Touchy subject, obviously, right now with the whole suspension thing of uh, Petrangelo and, and Darnell Nurse getting a game. But they each got a game, and I think it adds a lot of intrigue to the series. Found a lot of texts coming in or 10, 12, 60 on, on Twitter. I've seen, I've gone text myself where people are saying, it's now open season. We are going to just drop the hammer. Now every guy is going to say, I can slash a guy like that and only get one game. No. I think you got to be a little bit careful when you start thinking that way. And it, it, it's, you can guarantee that the refs tonight and in future games here with Vegas and Empton have been made, put on red alert. They're going to be watching. On, or sorry, so they're very high alert to see if there's any kind of dirty play going on, and they will come down quickly and swiftly on anyone who does it. So I get it. You know, I think the series has been pretty dirty in a lot of ways, and, and it's gone both ways. For those Oilers fans that refuse to see the reality, it has been the Oilers have had open season on two players, Stone and Petrangelo, through four games. There's no doubt about it. If he, if they hadn't, Petrangelo would have been snapping like he was at the end of the game and literally trying to chop off uh, his, his arm. But, Greg's, I don't, I don't believe that we're going to see a ton of just craziness and slashing all over the place. Now, people, oh, it's only one game. Devin Short's going to go in there and try to break his arm with, with one wooden chop. I, I just don't think that's, that's likely. Uh, or No, I don't think that's not likely. It's not going to happen. And if it is, if there's anything that looks like it, you can guarantee that they're going to come down hot on whoever is trying to do that. So, in some ways, I think this turns the temperature down on the series a little bit. It uh, doesn't mean the physicality goes down, but I think it turns it down a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if there's maybe a little bit stricter rule enforcement uh, to start the game tonight. Oh, yeah. See, I look at Mark Stone. I haven't really, like, I know Yamamoto. Like, Yamamoto barely touched him, and Stone just happened to fall, and yes, his face hit the goalpost. Right. But when Yamamoto hit him, it wasn't that he thought that was going to lead to that. I didn't, could it have been a penalty? 100%. Do I think it was that dirty? I do not. Um, I understand that the Kane hit on Petrangelo. Could it have been a minor penalty? Sure. I don't think it would have been anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Petrangelo took, and, and the game's been physical. That's what playoffs are supposed to be. Right. But the game was emotional and everything. It was a 7. He went to like a 12 with the Tomahawk. <laughs> right? Like it, 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 People are like, well, Kane did this. It's such a terrible argument. It's terrible. It's not the, hey, guess what? This guy punched me in the face. Well, I'm going to go get an AR-15 now and blow him away. No, that's not how it works. Right? If you want to punch him back in the face, okay. Right? It, it's got to be realistic. And no, this doesn't mean it's open season. Petrangelo got suspended. Could he have had two games? Yes. He wasn't going to get ten games. No. thought he should have had two games. Just my own opinion on it. Um, so, one, two. I don't like that it's one. I understand. And the NHL will never agree to. They'll never admit it because, of course, it's Gary Bettman the NHL. Heck, the, they'll lie to your face about start times. Do you think they're going to tell the truth about a suspension? Come on. So, but, and, and Devin Shore, first of all, he's not playing. Do you think Jay Woodcroft's going to say, hey, Devin, I want you to come in the, into the playoff game, and I want you to go slash someone hard. Okay, coach. That's a, what are you talking about? No. Like, Devin Shore, he's not an aggressive player. He's not suddenly going to be running around tomahawk chopping guys. So be realistic. It's not going to happen. Will there be some scrums? Will there be some physicality? Are there going to be hits that are right on the, across the line? A hundred percent, because it's playoffs. Like, this this is finally a rivalry. Thank God. Like, Edmonton and Vegas has never really been a rivalry at all. Thing, I'll tell you, every game next season, because when Petrangelo plays in game six, the Oilers aren't getting retribution. They'd be stupid to do it in the playoffs. They won't do it. Next season. Now, it might not be in game one. 
Might not be in game two. Mm-hmm. But eventually it's coming. Because yep. it always does. Right? And hey, they might do the same thing. Right? They might look and say, you know what? We're going to cheap shot Evander Kane. It happens. That's what makes rivalries great. Is because now Oiler fans in the regular season for a game in November that normally it's like, yeah, okay, it's Vegas. Now it's like, oh, yeah, it's Vegas. And you just got a little more juice to it. And that's awesome. 100%. And, and that's what you want. You want, like, rivalries are special. Right? You'd love to see that. You'd love to see these things. You'd love to see these teams kind of get all fired up um, and and carry this animosity now through a few years. Like, is there any reason to believe that the Oilers won't have to go through Kings and Vegas again next year? I think Vancouver is trying the right way. Calgary, there's a lot of things to be cited over there, obviously. Um, you know, you know, San Jose, are they making a push? Anaheim making a push? Probably unlikely. So I believe that it'll be the same three teams kind of fighting, well, as we sit here today, the same three teams trying to get through, Greg. So you're going to see these guys go again. I absolutely love it. And you want to see these rivalries. That's what the game is all about. Oh, without question. So it, uh, it should be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's Friday night. I love it. Hey, the, the, the Toronto-Florida game. That building, I would assume the fans are like, we got to do everything in our power to try to help our team. They're down 3-1. to one. Yeah. Right? They've sucked at home really in the playoffs so far this year. Well, most of the home teams have struggled, to be honest. So we'll see. You know, Vegas is going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. It's a Friday night. Uh, I know there will be quite a few other fans in there. Uh, actually, my nephew and his buddies, just by fluke, they were there. Uh, they're on like a Connor Halley stag yeah, yeah. in Vegas, 16 of them. <laughs> and uh, they all got tickets to the game tonight. So they're all fired it. up. No, so, you know, and order fans travel to Vegas. Most people like it just, yeah, it's Vegas. There's a hockey game, and then it's Vegas. So it's like a, a bonus. So, yeah. you know what? There's quite a few order fans for games one and two. Be good atmosphere. Be loud. And you you know the rivalries there. You know the the orders have bullied Vegas a lot in this series. And I think like order fans, you used to be the guys getting bullied. Yeah. Teams would run you over. They were tougher. They were bigger. They were more skilled. The orders, they're not that team anymore. They're the ones now that are going to initiate at times. And but you at least have to admit it. Stop thinking that you've got a bunch of um, innocent players who never cross the line. Guess what? You, you want players on your team that the opposition hates because yeah. that means they're impacting the game. Why do you think you hate Corey Perry? Hey, why do you think uh, a lot of the fans in the East hate Patrick Maroon? Those guys, now they're not the best players, but they impact the game. 100%. And they annoy you. And Edmonton has Clean Costin now. And they have Evander Kane. Right? Um, you know, you, Darnell Nurse will go around running guys. Vincent DeHarnay's huge. He's not afraid. Heck, Yamamoto's cross-checking stone. Again, I didn't think it was purposeful, but he ends up putting his face in the into the uh, into the goalpost. He's your smallest forward. That's what happens in the playoffs. To me, it's great. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley. Sports Center update brought to you by MC Dispatch. They are same-day courier company. You need something moved today? Call them. Go to mcdispatch.com. They will move it. Any size package you need moved from a bike messenger all the way up to a 50-foot trailer. They'll move it all at mcdispatch.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.